Well, good afternoon and welcome to episode 201 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Pastor Jay. I hope you guys are all having a great day. Uh, you know the routine. I'm going to go through the news and read out the headlines. Uh, you guys are going to call in and, and talk about it. Or call in and talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about. I'm not that picky. Uh, if you're too shy to call in, feel free to type something up in the chat box. Uh, and I'll try to respond to that as well. Um, uh, let's go ahead and get started, I suppose. <clears throat> Excuse me. Feeling a little froggy today. Um, I'm still getting over getting being sick. I don't feel uh, sick at this point, but I still have like the uh, fucked up lungs and uh, slightly uh, stuffy nose, but feeling much, much better. Um, I'm always such a wussy when I get sick. Uh, it depresses me. <laughs> it just, you know, just being uh, sick just puts me in a bad mood. I don't think it puts anyone in a good mood, but I've noticed before it's a real bummer for me. So uh, I'm glad it doesn't happen that often. As far as I can remember, I haven't got sick since uh, last, maybe last March or or something like that. It's been a while. I can't recall the last time I got sick before this one. Um, well, let's see. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, maybe that one later. No, not that one. Ah, surfboard bits of wetsuit uh, found after monster shark uh, attack. Attacks surfer in Australia. Uh, uh, a monster shark. Jan <clears throat> okay, it's gonna be one of those shows. A monster shark yanked Andrew Sharp off of his surfboard by the leg Friday as the 52-year-old surfed with friends off a of Western Australia beach. The Nine News reported. Uh, his friends paddled over to try to pull Sharp from the water, but the 13-foot sh shark returned and dragged him underwater. According to the station, he never resurfaced. Fuck all that. It's been a recurring theme of the show uh, here on Other Ground Live. Uh, the ocean fucking sucks. Um, I have no clue why you would want to go in the ocean for any reason. Uh, uh, if you want to go swimming, we have plenty of pools for that. No need to enter an alien environment where there's large things actively uh, trying to eat you. Um, just to pursue your sport. I mean, surf, surfing looks cool and all. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm 99% certain that, that even when I was a younger man, I wouldn't have been any good at surfing. It looks like it requires shit like balance and athletic ability, neither of which are my strong point. Uh, but still, you know, uh, you don't even have to be surfing out in like the deep waters. People get attacked all the time in like three feet of water. Um, <clears throat> so Jay will not be going in any oceans anytime soon, especially not oceans off of in around Australia. Because uh, they seem to have uh, quite a few shark attacks, way more than we have here in the United States. Uh, you do hear about them uh, in the United States here and there, but Australia, you hear about it on a fairly regular basis. Uh, Captain says he's very close to nice beaches. He's a pussy and he doesn't go out far. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'd be. I mean, don't get me wrong if it's like a foot or two, but uh, it doesn't take much more than that from what I understand to, for a shark, uh, for a fairly good sized shark to swim up on you. Uh, hold on a second. Hey. Hi there. Hey, I have something to add just once. I've surfed for 40 years, and uh, I've been out in the water within a mile of a great white attack twice. During the attack, I was in the water within a mile of it, I'm telling you. Ah, that's if he would have swim left instead of right at Albuquerque, he could have got you instead. I don't know. It's a real coincidence, though. One was fatal, one was not. Mm. I was there for both. Yeah, wow. So, so you surfed for 40 years, huh? That's true. Interesting. Uh, 
why? I, mean, <laughs> I don't mean to sound make like a joke, but, but could you describe the appeal to me? You grow up on the beach and it's just, uh, you sit there watching surfers till you learn to surf and you continue surfing and become an old man and you still surf. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I would get... say that, uh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. around here, until recently, I felt super safe around here because there was hardly any great whites and if there were any man-eating sharks, it would only be great whites around around these parts. Just lately, they've been getting lots and lots of them out there. Something to do with uh, they have a greater seal population and uh, sharks coming for the seals. And so, yeah, they're out there now. They're out there everywhere now. And I'm I'm always scared now. You still surf though? Yes. Hmm, I guess not that scared. <laughs> yeah, that's just fucked up. One thing about surfing nowadays, though, is you're almost you're pretty much going to be out there with thirty other people anywhere you go, any hour of the day. So it's kind of like you're you're more likely to get attacked by a pit bull walking outside of your house right now than I am hmm. eaten by a shark with thirty other people out there. But yes, it is scary. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> I I'm a little better equipped to deal with a pit bull attacking me on the street as opposed to like a a great white shark in the water. Um, this, as captain said, it's just not our element really for, uh, but, but, you know, good for you. I mean, I can't, there's not a real land equivalent to that. Is there really? I mean, like mountain biking through a uh, bear territory or something, I imagine. I was uh, just thinking about that bears. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, I, I don't know if that's ever actually happened for real. I've seen a couple uh, faked things of, uh, bear attacks on or attempted bear attacks on bicyclists. Like you know, normally off-road uh, mountain bikers and such, uh, but where the bear chased them and, sh- and they, you know they were looking behind him, was running at him and shit. But I'm fairly certain all the ones I've seen were proved to be faked. I don't know if there's ever actually been any you know bear mountain bike attacks. Wasn't there a snowboarding one or skiing or something? And it looks like the bear's chasing him down the mountain. Maybe I think that one might have been faked as well. I, I, yes, I, yes. <clears throat> no, uh, as well. yeah, I and. I'm not saying it doesn't ever happen, but I've never seen an actual one that I wasn't able to find that was faked fairly easy after a while. Um, which is this the uh, truth of a lot of things. One of my favorite things to do on uh, Facebook is to uh, correct people's false shit. Um, and I'm an equal opportunity uh, error pointer outer. I don't like re- restrict myself to like Republicans or Democrats or even political stuff. Anything. If you post something on the internet, and I look at it, and I go, hmm, I don't know if that's true or not. I will go ahead and look that up for you, sir. <laughs> and then post it on your shit, uh, telling everyone that you are wrong. <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite hobbies. And watching how people react to, it tells me a lot about who they are as a person. Nice. <laughs> I mean, imagine, you know, uh, lot, lots of people are like, oh, shit, uh, you're right. That's not true. Uh, I guess I should have, like, double-checked that before I posted it, which is what I would hope from, from most of my friends. But not everybody on Facebook's really my friend. Some of them are just people that I know on the Internet or know from high school back then or whatever. And when they sent me a Facebook a friend request, I was like, I, I don't hate you. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> That's like the Ned Flanders thing I brought up yesterday. Yeah. They aren't interested in facts. You know what I mean? If they... they they believe something. They're sticking with it. They ain't gonna research it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that, that's the the other type that you get. The ones that are angry that you tried to tried to prove them wrong. Uh, fucking, and th- th- it's amazing the lengths that they will go to to 
prove that they're right. I'm like, dude, I just looked up. Look, these are facts. Oh, well, that's not true. I, you know, just because something's posted on the internet that uh, doesn't make it true. I'm like, well, look where it's coming from, and I'll cite the sources and stuff like that. You know, and they're. <clears throat> And it's a lot. Of, I only do reputable stuff. I don't like do uh, like bullshit uh, um, websites to to uh, cite my stuff. If I'm going to argue with you, I'm going to make sure I have facts from good sources first. Um, and they'll go on and on and on. And eventually, I'll be like, "Okay, you're more than more than welcome to think what you want and move on with my day." Roger that, Jay. Right. Um, God, I saw somebody that was talking about their favorite thing to do. They would. Uh, uh, I, th- I think it was Tom Segura a bit he was doing talking about uh, his favorite thing to do is now is just to give up and agree with people. Uh, give up on what? Give up and agree with people. Like he'll be if he'll be arguing yeah. about something and like yo, know, so this is this is this is true. And if the guy comes back with a, any kind of ridiculous ar- argument, instead of arguing back, he'll go, "Okay, you're right. I believe what you believe now," <laughs> and I just move on. Like you know, I I think I'm gonna start doing that. You know, instead of getting to some big intense argument, I'll just say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what?" I believe you now. You're right. And, and just move on. It's, it's easier. My wife. <laughs> I have to yeah, let my yeah. wife win arguments because you cannot, she, she won't take logic. She'll just talk over you and scream. And by the way, you could hear <laughs> really well on the show yesterday. She was, she was <laughs> six feet from the microphone and she was better heard than I was talking into the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. I had to hang up on you after a while. I, felt, I just felt uncomfortable. I'm like, Oh, we're not supposed to be hearing this. So, so uh, <laughs> Uh, which was not the popular uh, decision, by the way. Um, the most of the chat box said I probably should have kept that shit open. <laughs> you want the truth, Jay? Let me tell you the truth. I, I hired a hooker to sound like my wife in the background, so you guys will all think I'm a cool guy that gets chicks. All right. No, no shame on that, sir. No shame on that at all. all right, we've all done it, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. I don't get arguments with my wife that often. Uh, 90% of the time, she's just in a good mood. Uh, and when she's when she's in a bad mood, uh, as, as soon as the uh, as soon as I figure that shit out, I pretty much just leave her alone. Um, oh, you seem pretty so passive we, to me. Yeah, yeah, we get along pretty well, and I don't, and I don't see much point arguing uh, most of the time. Uh, and she also realizes if I do argue about something, um, actually, I don't argue. If, if I don't, <clears throat> she said she, this drives her up a wall, but she also has a lot of respect for the fact that if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to fucking do it. Uh, she gets talked into shit all the time that she doesn't really want to good do because you know she's a goody goody and wants to make everyone happy and yada yada, yada. I, i'll do almost anything that you ask of me really I, i'm i'm pretty easy to get along with and you know i try to help everyone out as much as i can but if i don't want to do it and i say i'm not gonna do it you're fucking you should go you're wasting your breath dude you're not gonna talk me into it <laughs> it's it's just not gonna happen and she says she hates that on one side because you know when she wants me to do something and i flat out say no she goes she knows the conversation's over but on the other hand, she said she uh, respects it a little bit because she has trouble doing that. Nice. Yeah. So, which is also true. Was that? There I go again. <laughs> Every time I think there's a pause, I start talking, and then nope, now I'm interrupting no, Jay again. No, no, no. A lot of times there is a pause. I just I'll just wait a second, and the you know, I think there's a delay going back and forth. So I'll I'll wait a second for you to say something. Decide that you're not gonna say anything. Just <laughs> as you start saying her. something. <laughs> Two cars at a stop sign, and who should go first? Uh, me? No, you? No, you? Me? Me? No, no. And they always you stop for a second, the same same length of pause, and then you both go at the same time and stop again. 
Yeah, stop stoplights stop are, excuse me, stop signs are one of my pet peeves in driving as well. How the fuck do you not know how a stoplight works? A stop sign, rather. Whoever gets there first goes. You do in the order that you arrive there. So if there's somebody already there when you get to the stop sign, they get to go. If there's nobody, it's, it's on either uh, wait on the stop sign, fucking go. Those two things are really simple concepts and nobody seems to get it. Oh, we lost Rainer. He dropped out. <laughs> See, I paused to give him a chance to say something. Uh, and the and as much as I hate people who don't use their fucking turn signal, people who don't use their turn signal will come up to a stop uh, sign or, or even worse. It's like, dude, we need to know which way you're fucking going, dude. It affects other people's decisions. <clears throat> yeah. As if you if you haven't figured it out, I have a, like uh, a stop sign that I have to go through every day on the way to and from work. Uh, so it's kind of a pain in the ass because it's not a it, it's not a super busy intersection, but it's busy enough that there probably should be a light there instead of uh, just a stop sign. Uh, oh, Rock G was uh, saying he'd be more worried about a mountain lion dropping on you than uh, I think I assume this is for when we were talking about mountain bikers and bears and such. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and when, and when you say a mountain lion, I assume you mean like the big uh, cats, the 60 to hundred pound thing, as opposed to a, a bobcat, which is you know, like the 20 or 30 pound cats. Um, although you wouldn't really want a bobcat to drop it on you either. I don't know if that's big enough to, I don't think it's big enough to really kill a person, but it's big enough to give you a really bad fucking day. Uh, cats are just badasses in general when it really comes right down to it. I'm constantly amazed at the abuse that my, uh, cat sam takes from the dogs uh dog rather sadie used to fuck with her she stopped i i think uh sam taught her a lesson one day and that was the end of it now she doesn't come anywhere near him if she can help it <laughs> and sam's a really mellow fucking cat sam will lay there and let fucking lulu attack him for a while before he even does anything and lulu our uh rescue dog is a fucking dick to sam he's mean like he like pulls out hair mean you know <laughs> Just that, uh, you know, jumping around, trying to bite at her. She's not trying to hurt Sam, She's but she's playing really fucking hard. And we'll find clumps of hair uh, where uh, Lulu's pulled it out of Sam. Uh, Sam's a Maine Coon, in case I hadn't mentioned it. So he's a big fucking really uh, long hair cat. He's got super duper long hair. He's super fluffy. And he's a big motherfucker. He might weigh 20 pounds at this point. He's just a lot of fucking cat. Um, <laughs> And, and he's not like he's overweight. He might be able to lose a pound or two, but he's, he's definitely should be somewhere around an 18 pound cat. If not, uh, he might not even be that fat. It's hard to tell underneath all that fucking fur. Uh, but yeah, he weighs 20 pounds and he could, my two dogs weigh about six, 17 and 12 or 13. So, uh, Sam could probably beat them both up at the same time if he really wanted to. And he never, uh, never bothers eventually he'll get up and try to get away from the dog but um or like or if you get him super duper mad he'll bat at uh, lulu to try to get her to leave him alone but that's in the process of moving out of the room to get away from lulu i i feel kind of bad for him really at one point it was just the cat uh the cat got lots of attention and the cat was a super duper uh, friendly cat very mellow uh, and since then he's had get, we got less and less of attention as we got new pets and now he gets pretty much no attention at all. Cause the dogs soak it all, all up and you know, he's not pushy for attention. He'll, he'll come up and like, you know, rub against you, try to get some attention. Lulu will come up, attack him and then he'll leave. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, hey, Sly. I didn't see you come on in. Uh, I also hadn't uh, seen Rock around for a while. How you doing, boss? Um, uh, let's see what else we got to talk about. Uh, fairly slow night. Uh, normally, there's a bunch more of you motherfuckers around. That's okay. I'll, I can talk to myself. <clears throat> Church burns altar where a priest had sex with two women, Louisiana Archbishop says. Okay, uh, here's, a, here's an article I can get into. A Catholic church in Pearl River, Louisiana, has burned the altar where its former pastor was caught having sex with two women. Uh, as behavior was obscene, his desecration of the altar is demonic, said Archbishop Gregory Almond of New Orleans, who consecrated a new altar at the Sunday, uh, excuse me, at church on Sunday. Uh, the former pastor at St. Peter and Paul Catholic Church, <laughs> uh, yeah, former, Travis Clark has been removed from the ministry and is no longer on the diocese payroll, WDSU reported. Uh, church, excuse me, Clark 37 was arrested September 30th with Mindy Dixon and Melissa Chang uh, on uh, obscenity charges after a passerby reported seeing them having sex on the church's altar. <laughs> Uh, police confiscated sex toys, stage lights, and two recording devices from inside the church, uh, according to the publication. Uh, <laughs> Attorney Briley Phillips, who represents Dixon and Chang, uh, called their arrest appalling and said they were engaged in consensual sex with an adult outside of public view, uh, the New Orleans advocate reported. Uh, <laughs> uh, Almond told the con congregation at the St. Peter and Paul Catholic Church on Sunday that the previous altar had been removed and burned. Uh, this church is a very holy place, Almond said on Sunday. When a church has been used for unholy things and it has been desecrated, we must drive away the evil spirit, and that is what we do today. Churchgoers said they would pray for Clark. Uh, he had a, a moment of weakness, a mo moment of awesome, awesome weakness. Uh, we still love him. Uh, we still support him, and we'll still pray for him and ask God for what he did and have a sincere and sorrowful heart. Hmm. Advocates for victims of sex abuse by priests protested outside the church before the service on Sunday. That is a hell of a fucking story, dude. There's so many interesting things about that. Uh, technically, yeah. I mean, what kind of law is that? It's a, He was in a uh, private place. Uh, on the other hand, uh, they said a passerby saw them, so I, I don't know if that'd be considered a private place or not. Um, and, uh, but naughty, 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 uh, fucking cheating on the altar. That's, uh, that's, it takes a lot of balls, especially considering you're supposedly believing that whole God thing and you know, church and altars and all that. It's, uh, it's not like some random person came in and had sex with two people on the altar. It's the, you know, it's the priest guy. Uh, he buys into that shit. You would think, uh, passive J, uh, sly dogs asking me what's better wax or weed. Oh, wax. Definitely. Uh, I miss smoking wax. It's a much, uh, different high, and I, I, but it's, it's a very intense. high. it reminds me a lot more of when I first started smoking as opposed to the high that I get now, but I can't, uh, buy wax because, um, I can't do things in moderation and it, it got me too fucking high. I tell you guys all the time. I smoke too much weed in general on my days off. Like today I probably smoke too much. Um, but it's but wax is a completely different uh, category for that. And since I can't just do a little bit of it in moderation, uh, uh, I should, probably shouldn't be smoking it. And I got fairly good deals on it. Wax is not cheap, uh, but I could get it as for like five ounce, five excuse me, five grams for a hundred bucks. So that's like twenty dollars a gram, and uh, a gram's a fair amount of it. But I I smoke so much that on my uh, 
that most days I end up smoking like a half a gram of it. So I was smoking 10 bucks of wax a day plus the uh however i spent them on weed because i was still smoking that too because wax is awesome but it, it doesn't have all their carcinogens and like other things uh, that weed does weed is uh, wax is pr- pretty much just pure thc while you're smoking a, a joint you're getting a thc some other cannabinoids uh and you know the entire process so i could smoke wax all day and get super duper fucked up and but i'd still want to smoke a joint too um so in a perfect world, uh, when I had, if I had plenty of money uh, and I didn't have to worry about any kind of career or anything like that, wax would be fine. Uh, but you guys heard me in some of the earlier episodes when I was still smoking wax, I get so fucked up I could barely do the show. I mean, as opposed to now. Now I don't. Now, like for example, I don't feel like I'm giving you guys my A game because uh, I'm fairly high. So I feel like uh, lots of times I'm pronouncing things wrong that I probably could do a better job at, and when I'm reading things, but I'm still keeping it together for the most part. Uh, I could smoke and wax. I could get so high. I could barely even function. So there you go. There's your answer. <laughs> um, now he also asked, what's the difference between wax, weed, edibles, and CBDs? CBDs. I don't really know that much about. I haven't looked into it's, it's basically some of the other ingredients that comes, uh, in, uh, in pot. Besides the THC, the, the high part of it, the majority of the high part of it comes from the THC. And when you're uh, smoking weed, that's what they they talk about the THC content for how potent potent it is. But as I mentioned, uh, weed has other things in it, like uh, and one of those are CBDs, which are supposed to help you out with different various things like aches and pains and that shit. Uh, but I haven't done a ton of research on it because I just smoke weed, which has both. Um, <clears throat> edibles uh, are anything that's not weed, obviously. Uh, once again, what there's a process that they can do to, um, cause THC is oil based. So you can actually, um, remove the THC from the weed with, with processes and then, uh, turn it into like, you know, a, a cooking oil or a butter. Uh, and then there's several, several different ways you can do that. And then you can use that, uh, in, uh, cooking various things. So anything that uses vegetable oil or butter, uh, you can re- replace that with, you know, cannibal oil or cannibal butter a cannibal <laughs> cannabis butter or cannabis oil uh, and then cook in that regards uh which seems there's a variety of things that you can make anything from baked goods to to whatever um those are normally um rated at milligrams of thc uh like you'll see lots of things like you know brownies that are 50 milligrams uh little gummy bears are like 10 milligrams each uh and, but the thing is uh, there's a pretty big variety of it and the labeling doesn't seem to be a hundred percent accurate because i've eaten you know things with supposedly the same amount of uh thc in it and gotten different results um and uh one of the attractions of edibles for most people is that because you're eating it instead of smoking it your body metabolizes it different. Like your liver does things and changes it to it. So some people claim they get more of a, a psych, psychedelic high, uh, almost like you know, um, acid or mushrooms or things like that. Um, Grace, uh, uh, no, if edibles do not, Grace asked uh, if uh, edibles will mess up your throat. Uh, no, they will not. It's, uh, um, it's just like eating anything else. It's not a big deal. Edibles normally take somewhere between a half hour to an hour to kick in. Uh, so one of the mistakes that people make all the time is eating some and then like a half hour later go, oh, it hasn't kicked in yet. Eat more. You should really wait and 
an up to an hour to an hour and a half uh, after you've eaten something before you decide you're going to eat more because uh, it's really really easy to decide that it hasn't uh, kicked in that it's not going to do anything and eat more and then have it kick in later and then you're really fucked um your tolerance varies quite a bit for people too uh and it doesn't necessarily depend on how much uh, weed you've smoked either but but uh, i think it does help some but not a huge difference because i smoke tons and tons and tons of weed oh but anyways like what i was speaking on is it, it's metabolizes it differently so a lot of people hit, have it hit them differently i don't get that it, to me it just gets me a little bit higher uh i'm not a huge fan of edibles uh, to me i'm not a big fan of the buzz that might be because i, I really overdid it when i was sick with cancer uh right after i had my kidney removed uh, i couldn't smoke uh, weed because i was afraid to cough because uh, you know i was cut you know i had where the uh, kidney was removed you know there's obviously a big ass fucking scar uh and right after the surgery uh you know it was still like a fucking wound not a scar so it had to heal and i didn't want to have anything to do with coughing during that process so i couldn't smoke anything so um i was uh so i got tons and tons and tons of edibles um, my stepmom actually got them for me she had her own card as well and that's all i could do and i was in that was such a shitty recovery period i was in a lot of pain um I had huge stomach issues from the Norco's I was taking and, uh, in between that and, you know, when I was doing mega dosage, uh, doses of, um, uh, edibles, like actually what, what I ended up buying were pills, uh, THC pills. Cause, uh, my stomach was so fucked up. I could barely eat anything. So it was like a real trial to eat like a, a, a pot brownie or some pot gummy bears. So, um, we found some really super duper fucking, uh, strong uh pills so i think they're 250 milligrams of pill and i was popping them two at a time um so i think my brain has learned to associate that type of high with that experience uh, which was obviously not a good one for me so now i just don't really enjoy them and i don't take them uh do weed or wax have uh oh uh yeah <laughs> it can like it depends it depends on what you're smoking and how dry it is and how well cured it is um like what I'm smoking right now is a uh, shake, uh, which the taste is fine. It gets me really high, but it's kind of dry. So it's uh, a little more scratchy for my throat. Uh, wax, uh, normally if you're doing small amounts, no. If you do large amounts, it can make your throat a little sore as well. But not a huge, not a huge uh, big deal for the most part. Sly asked if weed or wax have side effects. Uh, do they mess up your throat? Uh, yeah, as I mentioned with the throat thing, yeah, they can a little bit. But... Uh, not a huge deal, especially if you've got good shit and you're, and you're used to it. Anyone, anyone's going to cough on shit if they're, if they don't smoke uh, all that often. Oh, excuse me. The juicer wants to know if you could use the wax for lube, uh, asking for a friend. No, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't recommend it to be honest with you. Uh, wax ranges from having, uh, being slightly sticky to really fucking sticky. I mean, some of it's like, uh, um, is a pain in the ass to work with really. Cause, uh, it'll stick to fucking everything uh and if you like i used to, i made wax at one point uh, the the low-tech way and it was a pain in the ass uh because it the, the the shit doesn't come off your hands it just fucking doesn't you have to use like alcohol solutions and shit like that to get it off um so making it's just a pain in the ass i, I normally wore like uh, gl uh silicone gloves so that it wouldn't get on my hands and shit um <laughs> so i've tried to yes i no i haven't tried it i just mean uh, from how sticky it is i don't think it'd be make a very good lube i'm uh going from a uh, theory as opposed to application 
All right. Uh, did you guys have any other questions about weed uh, before we move on to something else? Uh, I've been smoking weed since I was um, 15 and I'm 47. So you go ahead and do the math. Go ahead and do the math. Uh, I've been, uh, that's why whenever I talk about quitting to smoke weed, it's pretty laughable, really. Since I've been doing it so fucking long, I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I quit. I like the idea of quitting. We talk about it all the time, especially the money part, even though I've managed to cut it down to like a fairly inexpensive habit compared to most. Um, but, you know, uh, it could be a lot worse. Uh, fucking, you'd be amazed at how many people I, I know that still have fucking serious, like other drug issues. <clears throat> and of course, uh, the, the, there's the ever present alcohol problems that go along with uh, middle age. You know, you, I only know a couple people really that have hard drug problems, but I know a fuckload of people that have alcohol problems that fuck up their life just as pretty much just as much as the people with the hard drug problems. Uh, I know people that come in their work fucking drunk uh, or high on something and then pr I think do it at work too. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know people that seem like they're pretty messed up when they come to work. Um, and there's ru always rumors about that kind of shit. Uh, you wouldn't think they would last that long, but it's, they're not people that associate with the members. So, which is, a uh, surprisingly uh, enough, uh, speaking of members, the club's still doing pretty well. Surprisingly enough, we're having big crowds. Uh, they all want outside. Um, and the big thing is to make sure you ask for an outside table near, near a heater heater. Uh, and asking for a large table. They always want a table that's larger than what they actually need so they can social distance because um, <clears throat> apparently they don't trust their friends not to have the COVID anymore. Uh, we are still having, having people come in a little bit because they're starting to uh, believe our well, believe us when we make our claims about our filtration system. They spend a shitload of money and put in a whole bunch of different filters and UV lights and that kind of thing that supposedly kill all the viruses. So the air has never been cleaner in the club. Uh, and it is starting to attract people back. Uh, the uh, fitness center starting to have people uh, show up and use it again. It was very popular before the COVID thing, and we just remodeled it and made it like twice as fucking big. So, um, and it's got nice shit in it too. Like, did you know a Pelion? Pelion is that what? Yeah, the bike things we have some of those, but we also have uh, uh, treadmills for them, and they're goddamn gigantic. And like, I have a like a cheap Walmart uh, treadmill in my uh, house. Uh, that I can use, but I can't, I can use, I can walk on it and I can trot a little bit, but I can't do full, a full out run on it because it's not long enough. My stride's too long. Uh, I definitely couldn't one of these pentalones or pentalones, whatever the fuck they are, uh, treadmills. They're goddamn gigantic. <laughs> they look like military grade or some shit like that. <clears throat> and, you know, they have, uh, um, a couple different workout machines. Uh, they they don't have a lot of free weights, although they, they although they do have a bunch of dumbbells now. Uh, but they do have like you know the um, machine versions of uh, like bench press and that sort of shit. Um, it's it's nice. I, I wouldn't mind having some of that equipped myself. I don't need most of it since I have the entire workout stuff myself. Oh, speaking of workout, I think I think I forgot to tell you guys this the other day. Uh, um, yesterday I almost fucked myself up. <laughs> I was. Uh, I just done finished up with my bench pressing, uh, and I was moving on to incline bench press. Uh, for those who are not familiar with working out, that's a, pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Uh, you move up, uh, the bench, the flat part that you lie on up a notch. So it's at an angle instead of flat. Uh, and then you also move up the, uh, 
then I also move up where the catches are uh, for the safety uh, bars. Uh, my uh, bench has two, uh, I don't know, L-type bars that stick out, the, uh, uh, attached to the bars that are also holding the uh, barbell up uh, underneath them. And it's intended to catch the uh, bar if you can't lift it up. So that way you can, you know, push yourself hard. And if you can't get that last rep, you can let it, let it down. And now it's resting on these two L type bars on either side of it instead of on your chest. Um, until yesterday. <laughs> so I did, I did the, uh, regular, uh, bench press stuff. I moved to the inclines, uh, did a couple of them, uh, which is all you're supposed to do because it's, uh, you're still wore out from the regular ones. And, push myself really hard and because and, and and try to do one more than I shouldn't have than I should have rather which is not normally a big deal normally you just go fuck I can't get it let it go let it down and it hits the catch bars and you slide out from underneath it and then you pick it up and put it back on where it's supposed to go on the rests uh I was not in the correct position I had not slid myself up on the incline as much as I should have or as much as I thought I had so when I went to let it go it missed the uh, catch on one side. It was too far away from it. So instead of let, instead of resting on it, it uh, it went past it. Uh, so I'm uh, it's caught on one side though. But so that side's fine, and the other side, it's I'm holding it up and trying to push it back like up another three inches and then back to get it over the catch. And I couldn't fucking do it at all. Uh, so what I ended up having to do was push the other edge of it off the catch and then bring it down on my chest as, as slow as I can and then roll it down my body. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I didn't have like three or 400 pounds on it, but I had a lot of weight on it. Uh, more, way more weight than you want to have on it when you're doing that shit. Uh, so I rolled it down, rolled it down, got it past my uh, hips so I could sit up now. And now I basically have the barbell on my lap and I can't just pick it up and push it off my lap. I roll it down, roll it down. So now I've got it at my knees and I'm not quite sure what to do. I don't just want to push it off my knees, um, which is really what I should have probably did. It wouldn't hurt anything. I've got the pads uh, on the floor. Uh, but for some reason, uh, I guess because it was early or whatever, I, I, I thought that was a bad idea. So what I did was try to pick it up just a little bit and roll, get it past my knees and put it down myself. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised I didn't hurt myself because that was a poor idea. Um, put a lot of stress on your back and stuff as you're trying to like let it down off your knees under the ground. Uh, as I said, I should have probably just roll it right off my knees and, and let it go. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that wasn't a good time. Uh, but it, in the long run, it didn't hurt anything. I scraped my chest and, a little bit and this, that, and the other, but I was lucky enough not to actually hurt myself. <clears throat> not a, not a big fan of the incline, uh, um, bench press. Anyways, it doesn't feel like a, a super awesome movement for me. Uh, I do those. I do the regular bench press, which is competitive grip, I guess. And then I also do wide grip uh, uh, bench press as well, which is harder. Um, but and not, I'm not a huge fan of it, but at least it doesn't feel unsafe. Um, well, maybe a little bit because it feels because uh, I have to extend pretty much pretty uh, far to get uh, it off the rack at that point. Uh, but still, I don't think it's uh, inherently dangerous or anything the incline bench press feels kind of like weird like that, even though I've done it a fair amount at this point, which made uh, screwing it up uh, even more embarrassing because it wasn't like the first time I did an incline uh, bench press. Uh, 
just out of position. Uh, one of the risks, I guess, you take when you're uh, working out fucking 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> Which I've had, which I've had to do. I've had um, backed up uh, my uh, wake up time just a little bit to give myself like like an extra fifteen minutes or so when I get up now because the uh, workouts now that I'm back on the uh, low weight and high amount of reps and high amount of sets uh, take me a little bit longer. Uh, they're clocking in at a little more than an hour sometimes, so I, I have to get a little more uh, time to do them, which is fine. Uh, my sleep has been pretty good the last uh, month or two, so I haven't had any issues. Uh, um, excuse me, my nose is getting stuffy. Uh, I ha- I'm i in bed uh, like seven, seven and a half hours a night. Uh, I'm probably getting three or four hours of sleep, uh, maybe five. But that's enough for me because uh, of all the medication I take. Before I was taking the medication, it was like two or three a lot of days, and that, that was getting fucking old. Uh, but apparently I can get by in five or six uh, fairly easy. Um. Anyways, that's enough about me working out. That's boring. Uh, let's see what else we got to talk about. Feel free to call in any of you guys. Um, after all, it's got to be pretty boring uh, listening to me talk to myself. <laughs> uh, episode 201, though. I'm surprised. I- I'm still amazed that we made it this far. Uh, I guess you guys like listening to me talk about fucking nothing. <laughs> and if that's the case, I am promise I can deliver. Oh, let's see. Protesters knocked down Roosevelt and Lincoln statues in Portland. <sighs> Come on now, people. Protesters in Portland overturned statues of former presidents uh, Theodore Roosevelt and Abraham Lincoln and vandalized the Oregon Historical Society in a declaration of rage toward Columbus Day. Is it Columbus Day? I don't think it's Columbus Day, is it? Um. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Huh? Uh, protest organizers dubbed the event Indigenous People... People's Day of Rage in response to Monday's federal holiday named after the 15th century uh, Italian explorer Christopher Columbus, uh, a polarizing figure who Native American advocates have said spurred centuries of genocide against indigenous populations in the Americas. Uh, The group Sunday threw chains over Roosevelt's statue, uh, officially titled Theodore Roosevelt, the Rough Rider, they splashed red paint on the monument and used a blowtorch on the statue's ba- base, uh, news outlets reported. Uh, the statue was pulled down by the crowd just before 9 p.m. Uh, the group later turned their attention toward Lincoln's statue, pulling it down about eight minutes later. <sighs> Historians have said Roosevelt expressed hostility toward Native Americans, once saying, I don't go so far as to think that the only good Indians are dead Indians, but I believe nine out of every 10 are holy shit. Okay. You know what? I did not know that. That's kind of a shitty thing to say. Um, uh, now, uh, as far as Lincoln goes, protesters spray painted Dakota 38 on the base of Lincoln's statue, referencing the 38 Dakota men Lincoln approved to have hanged after the men were involved in a violent conflict with white settlers in Minnesota. Um, well, I don't know about that one. Uh, I don't know though. That's, they're involved in a violent conflict. Uh, that's kind of a, he said, she said shit, but the entire, um, uh, nine out of 10 Indians should be dead. Okay. Yeah. That's a shitty, shitty thing to say. I can understand why the indigenous people would be upset with Theodore Roosevelt after that, but that's pretty thin sauce for the entire Lincoln thing. Uh, 
I never understood the entire pulling down the statues thing anyways. Uh, you know, history is history. Uh, just because you remove it, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Um, and yeah, that's even if what they uh, said was true, uh, both of those presidents were presidents and rather were pretty good presidents. So uh, they did a lot of good in their life. Uh, so I don't think, you know, you should be pulling down monuments to them just because of, you know, one thing that they said. Uh, you have to look at the totality of uh, their life, not just one incident. Anyways, <laughs> the juicer, oof, yeah, yeah, it's uh, one of those nights. Where the fuck is K-Barbs, or uh, the artist formerly known as K-Barbs? I don't really know what to call them. <laughs> uh, let's see, we already talked about that. Uh, got that covered. Now, okay, here's fuck something fucked up. Dozens attacked Paris police station. <clears throat> the assailants tried to force entry into the station in Champagne-sur-Marreau, uh, around nine miles south of central Paris. Nobody was arrested. Okay. Uh, the motive for the attack, the third on this police station in two years, was not immediately clear. Um, we're not really going to give us any actual... Uh, uh, well, this is a shitty uh, fucking article. It doesn't give us any details of what the attack actually was. Um, uh, fuck this. We'll move on. Uh, here we go. A teen computer whiz is posed, poised rather, to become the patron saint of the internet uh, after Pope Francis declared that he had enacted a miracle from heaven. Hmm. Um, Bullet points of that are a 15-year-old Italian computer whiz on Saturday took the first step to becoming a saint. Uh, Carlos Actus, who died of leukemia in 2006, was beautified by the Catholic Church. Uh, beautification signifies that a person has entered heaven and can guide those who pray to them. Oh, learn something new every day. Uh, the step was taken after Pope Francis uh, said Atticus had performed a miracle by curing a 7-year-old Brazilian boy of pancreatic illness. Uh, Atticus, already dubbed the patron saint of the internet, uh, caught the Pope's attention after creating a website at age 11 to catalog miracles. Uh, two confirmed miracles are usually needed for a person to become a saint in the Catholic Church. Oh, well, there you go. That's an interesting thing. Uh, so apparently someone, someone prayed to him and he cured their, uh, their kid's uh, pancreatic issues, um, which makes him one out of two. So uh, if once he goes two for two on the whole miracle thing, they'll make him a saint. Right now he's just been beautified, which means that you can like, uh, you know, pray to him if you want to. And, you know, he'll answer your prayers, apparently. Um, and he's going to be the patron saint of the internet. So whenever like your uh, porn isn't loading because the internet is slow, this is the dude that you need to pray to, to uh, rectify that. Uh, or like, you know, if you're ripping off uh, movies uh, off of a pirate site and, you know, uh, the FBI catches you. Uh, you're, this is the guy you would pray to to get you out of it. Um, he, he could be a pretty useful saint when you think about it because there's all kinds of things involved in the internet that requ require prayer and guidance. Uh, so, like, you know, if you're going through a dating site, you could pray to him to help you find the right match for you. Um, you know, if you're going to a different type of dating site, you can use you could pray to him and hope that, that the person that you're, you're going to meet isn't a cop. Um... I can see a million uses. They really need to push this through and go ahead and have this guy uh, declared a saint right away. Because um, right now, you know, he's just some dude you can pray to. Uh, I'm not sure if I trust my life on that. Oh, wait, wait we got people talking in the chat box. Um, 
Fox the Piper says wax can be uh, consumed in an electric bong of which you can dial in the temperature. As a result, it can be easier on your throat uh, than weed smoke. Uh, if you use a torch to heat your bong and do not pay attention to your temperature, you will burn your dab in your throat. Yes, that's entirely true. Uh, there is a... <clears throat> if you've got the money for it, uh, the uh, e-nails is uh, what they're called, is which is what he's referring to. Just use electricity to run... Uh, uh, run electricity through a metal piece, normally a piece of titanium, uh, which will heat up. Uh, and then the nice ones, you can actually dial in the actual temperature. Um, if you don't have something like that, you have to, to use like a, a, a blowtorch. Uh, a lot of people use cigar lighters. They're pretty good for that to heat up the, uh, the nail. Uh, and then like, uh, I guess I'm, exp- I, I'm probably, uh, explaining it poorly. The, the way you smoke wax is you have like a, what they call a rig for the most part. It'll look like a bong, uh, normally with a little bit of water in there to, uh, soften the smoke a little bit. Sometimes not. Uh, but it will, it'll be a glass thing with a metal or glass, what they call a nail. It's just a little piece that you, where you're going to be heating it up. So you'll heat up this piece until it's hot enough. Uh, and then for most of them, they'll have something called a dome. And all it is is a little glass piece that goes over the end of the uh, nail that you just heated up with an opening in it. Uh, and then once you put that over it, you then go ahead and pick up your wax, which you've already prepared and have at the end of, uh, like a piece of metal or something like that and touch it to the heated up part, uh, while you're inhaling, uh, and the dome will dome over. It will, uh, cause all of the uh, smoke to go into the, uh, bong thing as opposed to escaping. Um, and yeah, it, it, as I mentioned, it's it's a nice way to smoke. Uh, I, it, it takes a little bit more effort, but part of it, that becomes part of the ritual that you almost enjoy that as well. Um, and Grace is asking about weed smoke. Any workarounds for that? No, no. But it, if you've ever smoked cigarettes, uh, you know uh, you know that eventually your your throat gets used to it for the most part. Um, if I wasn't smoking shitty stuff, and and if I wasn't uh, um um sick already i probably wouldn't have a a sore throat Hmm, i thought i heard something oh shit i'm still on the phone hey what's up jay you weren't though you were gone you you, you, it didn't show you on the screen or anything until just now i was like i think i hear something because my wife called me while i was on air and then she bitched me out for half an hour and I hang up on her and I'm oh, back. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, my dogs, my dogs trampling all over me, much like my wife does. I'm gonna hang up. All though. right. Well, it was nice talking <laughs> with you, kind of. Officially. Hey, I love it. <laughs> Adios, bro. Adios, bro. Later for you. Um, <laughs> that fucked me up, dude. Because, uh, you know, um, I'm alone in the house right now, except for the dogs. Uh, the wife's still at work. So all of a sudden, I started to hear stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Uh, the wife's not supposed to be home yet. Uh, I never lock my doors. Is there somebody in my house? Uh, <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, Homelander, when did this turn into all things 420 podcast? I, I'm just answering questions. Apparently, people want this knowledge. So I'm always more than happy to help out. Um, ah, shit, guys. We got, okay, we got about 12 minutes left. I'm sure I can figure out something else to talk about. We don't need callers around here, anyways, right? Hold on a second. My dog wants up in my lap. She's giving me that sad, sad look. Come here, dog. Oh, you're getting fat, too. Jesus Christ. What do you weigh now? 15 pounds? <laughs> Our little dog, Lulu, was fucking skin and bones when we first got her. 
I think she weighed like 10 pounds or nine pounds or 11 pounds. Now she weighs like 14, maybe 15. Um, and four or five pounds doesn't sound like a lot, but when it's 50% of your body weight, uh, it makes a big difference. She's a sturdy little dog now. <laughs> All right. Uh, if there's no more questions from the chat box, I guess we'll cover one or more two, one or two more articles before we get out of here. Moving on from the patron saint of the internet over to uh, German children told to bring blankets uh, to school as windows left open to prevent infection. Uh, interesting. Schools in Germany are advertising, advertising, or advising pupils to bring blankets uh, to class and wear hats, coats, and scarves during lessons as part of the fight against the coronavirus. Uh, head teachers have issued uh, the, the advice in response to new government guidelines requiring schools to ventilate classrooms by opening the windows every 20 minutes. Leaving the windows open to crack is not enough. Schools have been total, told to open classroom windows fully for three to five minutes and to open doors as well when possible to so air can circulate. Um, daytime temperatures are already as low as five degrees Celsius in parts of Germany, and many classrooms are too cold to study in comfort. Uh, with winter temperatures often well below zero, no one is under any illusions about how cold classrooms could get. <laughs> uh, a sixth form college in Bochum has advised pupils to bring warm clothes with hoods, hoods or hats and blankets. Um, and secondary schools in Dusseldorf are allowing pupils to wear coats and gloves during lessons. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know what do you guys think about that. That's, do you guys think that's a good idea or a bad idea? Um, yeah, because there are people reacting poorly to it because they're thinking that their kids are going to get sick from the cold, um, which actually isn't true, by the way. Uh, I have that argument with people all the time. They're like, oh, you know, people are getting sick. It's because of the cold. Yeah. It's like, no, the cold does have how warm or cold it is do doesn't affect whether you catch it or not. That's not how it works. You know, and they're especially like, yeah, letting those people say stuff like, oh, yeah, I got I got a cold because you know, it's the weather. It's warm and cold, warm and cold, warm and cold. You know, your body can't handle the changes back and forth. I'm like, no, that's not how it works either. How <laughs> you you catch a cold exactly one way by being exposed to the fucking virus. Um, yeah, Fox is right, but science. How does it? How does that shit work? You know, uh, you don't get too cold and all of a sudden you're sick. It doesn't work like that. Um, the only possible uh, parallel to that might be that if you're if you have a fucking weak immune system in the first place and you get cold, your body and your body's using that energy to keep you warm, it might not be able to uh, fight off an infection as well. And no one's even proved that one way or another. To be honest, it's just like a theory. Uh, it's definitely not enough to put any uh, you know credence into this theory that you know you get sick because you're cold. Um, now why do you get sick more often in the winter? Well, that's most likely because, uh, um, you, you are indoors a lot more, so you have a lot more chance to be exposed. Uh, you know, you're in cramped quarters. Um, that's a big part of it. Another big part of it is the fact that schools in season in the winter, you know, um, and children are wonderful carriers. Uh, there's been many, many times where I went and visited my, uh, parents house back in the day when my when i was an adult uh but one of my sisters was a kid 
Uh, and every single fucking time I went to visit them, let's say spend the weekend with them. And by ne- sometime the next week I was fucking sick. Uh, and nobody there was sick, uh, cause she was a carrier. So, you know, she wasn't uh, showing any symptoms herself. And the parents, I guess my parents at this point have been sick so many fucking times. They didn't even notice it, but I would get fucking sick. Cause yeah, I wasn't it used to being exposed to fucking germs every day anymore. Cause I didn't you know, know any kids and I didn't go to school and schools are huge, uh, uh, breeding pits for germs. Uh, but between all those things, people think that being cold will make you sick. And obviously that's just not the case. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got not time for one more article. I think let's see what we got today. Uh, Russia shuns U.S. lunar program as space cooperation under threat. Uh, Russia is unlikely to participate in the moon orbiting orbiting station uh, planned by the United States, a Russian official said Monday, marking the probable end of the type of close cooperation seen for two decades on the International Space Station. Uh, The proposed new station, uh, called the Gateway, is too U.S.-centric, so to speak. Uh, Dmitry Rogiz, the head of the Russian space agency, Roscoe Cosmos uh, said, uh, adding Russia was likely to refrain from participating in it on a large scale. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. Uh, speaking by video link uh, to the 71st International Astronautical Congress, uh, Rogan's pointedly described the SS as a truly excuse me, the ISS is a truly international project. It was built by the two nations and has been occupied by Russians and Americans since 2000. Oh, oh we got dog caught in a, in a cord. Hold on a second. All right, little dog. Go on. That's enough. Um, Europe, Canada, and Japan also participate in the ISS. Uh, the ISS has avoided the sharp deterioration of political relations between Moscow and Washington, uh, with Roscosmos and NASA operating the station hand in hand, and American astronauts using Russia rockets to get there since 2011. Uh, but the ISS is nearing the end of its life, uh, probably by 2030, and NASA has unilaterally launched a lunar exploration program without prior consultation with Russia and other partners. Um, so apparently, you know, we're going to try to do that shit on our own. <laughs> Uh, the gateway was announced under president donald trump as part of plans to return american astronauts to the moon in 2024 wow that's pretty fucking soon uh for the first time since 1972 under a program dubbed artemis hmm now nasa nasa maintains that the project is an international collaboration and is seeking to involve other nations after canada japan and italy signed agreements so some people in already but apparently not russia um what do you guys think about that? Do you think that's a, uh, a worthy thing to do? Uh, obviously, it costs a shitload of money to do it. Um, I'm of the uh, opinion that it is. Uh, I think that space travel is important. A uh, few things that I'm not selfish about because um, I think the human race in general needs to spread from the planet Earth uh, to other planets. You, you can't have all your eggs in one basket. Uh, eventually we're going to get have the earth fucked up in some way shape or form or we're going to use up all the resources or we're going to have such a big population that we just have to move on um that won't and this is what like i said one of the rare cases when i'm not selfish because there's 
I'm not going to last more than another 20 to 40 or 50 years tops, obviously. Uh, and the earth will be just fine for that time. We're not going to run out of resources. We're not going to um, explode in population so much that no one can live. But it's not going to be too much terribly long after that. If you've got kids or you have grandkids, it really behooves you to uh, talk to your congressman about uh, spending more money on the space program because they're going to need other planets. It's not going to, it's going to get here sooner than you think. Like I said, any us today or pretty much anybody living today is probably all right, but it's not too many generations away from us needing to have a, another option be, besides the earth. And that's assuming that nothing hits it like no meteors, asteroids, or any, or any kind of world ending shit like that. Um, uh, but mm, you know, what do I know, right? <laughs> we could make it another thousand years on this planet. Some people are, are of the opinion that we don't really need to do the entire space exploration because our technology will keep up with our issues. Um, uh, in other words, by the time we run out of uh, like oil for uh, gas, we'll be, uh, you know, uh, all electric cars will be able to keep on going on. And, you know, and by the time we run out of gas deposits uh, you know, or coal and shit like that for electricity, we will have made nuclear safe or found another energy source. And basically, you know, these people believe that we shouldn't worry about our resources because we will always think about, we'll work out new ways to do it. That uh, technology will keep ahead of our issues. Uh, but that's rolling the dice quite a bit and you never know. Uh, so I'm a big fan of uh, technology and science and you know, moving things forward. Uh, so I think that's probably our best bet. All right. That looks like that's about it. We got two minutes left. That's not enough time for another uh, topic. I want to thank you guys for showing up. Uh, slow night tonight. So I appreciate everyone who did show up. Uh, uh, Rainer called in. So uh, we, did have, we did have at least one caller. I'll be back at uh, six o'clock to do this shit all over again. Uh, sometimes I'm not quite sure why, uh, but you guys seem to like it. So I'll be here. Uh, feel free to join in uh, tomorrow at six o'clock. Uh, until then, I'm Passive J, and you guys have yourself a great day. Later for you.